we need to get into the Amy Clangers. Who covers Clangers at home and on the road? Amy does. And it has been the fielding for the English. Catches win matches and they drop two. Pesto's becoming an issue behind the wickets. And Joe Root dropped the sitter. Mitch Marsh was on 12. Yeah, and it was a regulation. As they say, regulation slips catch. And Root hasn't been very good in the cordon. And Besto is a huge question mark on him. His keeping hasn't been that flash. He's been kept in there because of his batting prowess more than anything else. He's at the crease at the moment, so we'll just have to see how he goes tonight. But there was even talk that he may not keep his uh, position in the side for this third test. But I think on, on the back of the events that happened in the second test, it would have been seen as almost conceding that the English press, the English captain, everybody that spoke about that Bairstow issue had played down that we got it wrong if they dropped him. So they've put him in, and we'll see what eventuates. Tucky from Riverton, he's always first. Hayes and Peter, maybe Mitch Marsh replaces David Warner as the opener on the test team for future matches. What about David Warner? Do you feel he needs to produce in the second innings, or that could be curtains for him? I, my attitude, and we spoke about it yesterday, and I wasn't surprised the way he got out. He got out in the first over. You know, he was gone for after five balls. Leaning forward, outside edge, good catch by Crawley at slip, and he was gone. And we were one for four. He had a beautiful boundary, but that was it. He was gone. The thing with Dave Warner, and we can't lose sight of the fact, what's Davey, 35, 36 now? Yep. Your reflexes start to go when you get older. You're not as sharp. We notice that. You probably notice that. So in a game, particularly when you've got players like Mark Wood bowling at you at 150 clicks, you've got to be switched on and your reflexes need to be there. And I just feel at the moment, because of his age, and he's been a great ambassador for Australian cricket. He's actually reshaped cricket from where he came from as purely a limited overs T20 type of guy that you brought in as a pinch hitter to smack 50 off 20 balls to become a test cricketer. Not many can do that. Certainly many will now do it in the future. But he's been a great contributor to Australian cricket. But in the end, I just feel uh, because of his age, Maybe the time is up. And I just think he'll be exposed. And he's exposed on wickets like the one we saw at Headingley. And it may be an idea to maybe look at it. Maybe we'll discuss it later on how they should look at uh, the Australian lineup for the fourth test. Everybody has a use-by date, and Buddy Franklin's getting towards his as well. Another what about late in the quarter last night? Yeah, look, he was pretty good. He moved really well early, and he was coming off a break. But, yeah, just the, all the experience that he's got. He's kicked over a 1,000 goals. They needed a point at that particular stage. Now, he's probably done that a few times, but it gets back to what we've spoken about throughout the week with goal-kicking, that I don't think every player has the set routine for every position on the ground. That's a tough kick from that far out around your body. He got the wrong part of the ball and skewed it. And in the end, the Sydney Swans squander another chance from where they were last year to where they're going to finish this year. They won't play finals now. Richmond are still alive. But then the week before, they squandered all those chances against Geelong. So two games with goal kicking and missing shots literally that should have been sealed has cost them eight points. And they would have been certainly a few more rungs up the AFL ladder. Kicking is the essence of Australian rules football, and they're not getting it right in front of goal. The West Coast Eagles would love Sydney to keep losing because if they just fall lower and lower and they want Tom Barras, then you say, Sydney, we'll take your (laughs) first pick. If that works out to be number four or five or six, that would work out pretty well for the West Coast Eagles around Tom Barras. The other Amy Clanger is Damien Hardwick's approach to 
Dustin Martin. So he tried to turn him into a forward. Yeah. He's a gun mid. He was the best in the competition until recent seasons when he's been pushed forward. McQualter comes in, back into the middle. Dusty's back to his best in yeah. those positions. And, yeah. geez, he still got it. I like McQualter. I thought he coached very well last night. And that was one of the reasons. I think he would have been disappointed with a couple of aspects of the game. Like Toby Nankervis's discipline needs to be questioned. That was terrible mm. last night. And there's, there's even talk. And we'll come to it in a moment. We'll get back to Dusty. But uh, that they may even look at the send-off rule for incidents like that. Yeah, but I think Dusty relishes it. He's got such a great relationship with... Um, Damien Hardwick, that he was happy to go along with what the coach thought he should do and where he should play. So he didn't want to sort of upset the apple cart. But Andrew McQualter says, Dusty, I want you to go back in the middle. He say, yes, sir, Let, put me in there. I'll yeah. be right. And, and he looks invested. Eggs, correct. It's given him a new lease of life. And it may be the trigger that makes Richmond have a, a late run, possibly, uh, to get into the bottom half of the eight. We'll have to wait and see. It's hard to see McQualter not getting the job from here, isn't it? Like, possession's four-fifth of the law. He's in that position. Like but saying that the week before they were questioning after what happened. Yeah, but I think that was the worst loss of his career. But I think he's only lost two, and he's yeah. probably won four. And they're back in contention right now. They have easy, winnable games, I think, against West Coast and Hawthorne to come next. And then a tougher run from there. But mm. they are a chance to make up the numbers in the bottom of the eight. What about Toby? Yeah, with what happened last night, uh, collected of course uh, Jake Lloyd, ran past the footy, collected him high. Uh, the Swan Star went crashing to the turf. He was subbed out of the contest, and now people are questioning. Okay, you probably get two, three weeks. You'd think something like that, but how do you address an incident like that? Apart from the suspension on the game, because they've taken out a very important Swans player. So my idea is, if you cause the dynamics of the opposition to change by an illegal act, then there should be some ramifications. And people are saying, let's look at the send-off rule. I'm not sure he gets sent off for that, but I reckon he gets a warning for that. And maybe the card system comes in. Toby, you're on a warning. Any other misconduct in this game and you're off. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. We always get alarmist. And, and and the key point is, we always say, what if somebody were to lose a grand final if, if that happened? Or what if somebody was to miss out on the top eight because of that happened? Well, here's a classic example. They're going to miss out on the top eight, maybe based around that decision. So he does that early in the game. Jake Lloyd was playing well. I think he had 10 possessions early in the second quarter. And he goes out of the game. Now, clearly... The footage says, and everybody on the broadcast straight away knows that that's an act that's going to see him at the tribunal and probably have him receive two to three weeks, in my reckoning. So it, it was a significant moment on the game. Now, the two and three weeks that he's going to miss is not against Sydney. So it doesn't help Sydney. Not only do they lose their best player, but let's say Richmond were coming up against a team that Sydney were competing against to take their spot inside the top eight. Correct. So again, they would lose that scenario. The question is, what can you do in real time? Could you have the MRO, Dan Christian, there watching the game in the second quarter to make a quick decision? So whether it took 10 minutes, he looks at the footage and says, yep, by my reckoning, that's going to be two to three weeks. That push puts him over the threshold. He's now out of the game straight away. Can we get to that? Because if we can't, then I can't see how this is going to get up. I reckon you get to a video umpire. He makes the call. Mm. He looks at the vision. He analyses the vision. Now, we don't want it to be an extended period of time, but he makes the call. I don't think you expect uh, Christian 
to be a- and there. at least you have that player go off for the same time that, say, even in this if case. It's, even if it's a sin bin, like they have in the NRL. Yeah, so you go off for the same time that Lloyd's off for. So let's say Lloyd was able to come back, but he was off for 20 minutes. He went and did the, the protocol around concussion, and then they let him back on. So you take out Nan Curvis for 20, then he's allowed back on. Now, in this case, Lloyd was not allowed back on. So could you allow Nan Curvis to be ruled out of the game, but allow them to sub another player in that's not going to be as good as Nan Curvis because clearly the sub starting as the 23rd man and Nan Curvis was inside the 22. Because there's no doubt his performance played a part in them winning that game. No question. But I reckon you may even look at the the Sid Bin situation, but you play short. You play short for Mm. a quarter. You're off for the rest of the quarter or you're off for the next quarter, but you play short rather than subbing it. Let them feel the effect so their rotations are down and all of a sudden he penalises the rest of the team because from a fitness point of view, from a rotation point of view, they're down. So fatigue will set in quicker because of his actions than the opposition. Do you think Buddy Franklin will see the year out from here? Do you think they'll stage it and maybe pick one game depending on – if they lose another one, then their season's done and dusted. Yeah. Jacinta Franklin was featured on a talk show this week and she was asked about Buddy. In fact, it might have been last week uh, when he celebrated his uh, milestone. But she said he just loves the game. He just really loves the game. And I don't know where he'd be without – sort of rocking up to the footy club and playing week in, week out. He's certainly been a, a bit removed in recent years because of injury or, or not, but he just says he just loves playing footy. Now, it might be difficult to come to terms for Buddy Franklin that footy won't be part of his life at the end of this season. But I think there's enough people in there that he respects, like the coach, um, uh, John Longmire and co., Dean Cox and whatever, to sit down and say, mate, this is the way we want to do it. What do you think? We'll make mm. it good for you. You know, how long do you think John Longmire will go for? Oh, I reckon he's in the twilight. I, they're 14th at the moment, it's been Sydney. Been there a long time, yeah, hasn't he? They're 14th at the moment, Sydney. Um, I'm not sure they're going to go much higher uh, for the remainder of the season. They do have a good and, list, though, don't they? Like they're a young list. And I think what they've done over the years has been just terrific to be competitive every season. As we said, had they won these two games, bad kicking mm. in front of goal late. Like Fox the week before, running into an open goal against Geelong and misses everything. Yeah. You know, and I just think had they picked up these points, they probably would have been, what, another two games? Where would that have sent them? Hayes, probably 10th? Yeah. Ninth, something like that? Oh, they'd be just outside the top yeah, eight, so, probably on percentage. So they'd be they'd be spewing about what's happened the last fortnight. But I don't know. Um, Dean Cox ready to step up. Uh, who do they look? Do they look at outside the, the club? So I wouldn't be surprised if Coxie heads back here in time. I reckon they're a club that will promote from within. Yeah, yeah. And I think – and that's the other thing the Eagles are going to look at. If they're looking at uh, maybe getting a couple of their great custodians of the past back in a coaching situation with Dean Cox and maybe Don Pike has been discussed as the succession plan to Adam Simpson, whenever that may be, Cox might be coaching the Sydney Swans, so they've lost him. And Pike might also pick up a job mm. somewhere as well. Submit your fan clanger to amy.com.au forward slash fansurance. Who supports the supporters? Amy does. If you got one, send it through right now. And if you do and you want a double pass to the Glory v West Ham or West Ham against Tottenham, call or text today and use the code word and get involved with the show. We'd love to hear from you. Over to you next.